Hey mama, welcome to Fight Back Motherhood. Imagine me sitting at my kitchen island with a cup of coffee, spit up on my shirt, and bags under my eyes chatting with you. That is the vibe. With thousands of books written on how to raise babies, we needed something that teaches us how to fight back to the women we know we are capable of being after having those babies. So since I couldn't find it in my lowest moments after having my first daughter, I created it. This podcast is the product of my dream. Here we are all about being the best versions of ourselves so we can be the best moms to our littles. I'll help you rediscover a love for yourself by helping you prioritize yourself in health, wellness, mindset, and self-care. Each week will include tactical tips, Bessie chats, real life talks, and so much more. So go pour yourself a cup of coffee and get ready to listen in. It's time to fight back. Hello, Mama. Welcome to another episode of the Fight Back Motherhood podcast. I am really excited, yet not excited, if that makes any sense, about today's topic. Um, this life update, as you probably, when you clicked on it, you're like, I, you're either like, I get you, I've felt you before, or oh shit, what should I expect, right? Um, functioning on no sleep. So for those of you who are new here, um, my life updates are a place for me to come and share with you what I am personally going through in my own motherhood journey and basically telling you how I'm navigating it. I'm not one of those people that are going to come on here, you know, and stress and complain about all of the things that are happening around me right now. I want to make sure that if I'm going to come on here and share with you the hard that I'm going to tell you what I'm doing to get through it. So I do want to make sure that I I want to kind of just preface this podcast by saying that I am recording this probably about a month before this actually is going to air. And I am doing this because I was like, okay, well, I I could wait, I could talk about it, but I was like, I want to make sure that I'm recording this while I'm in what I'm actually going through. (laughs) And right now that is a lot of sleep deprivation. So for those of you that don't know, I have a two-year-old, almost three-year-old in March, which is wild. And then I have a, as I'm recording this, four-month-old going on five months. And right now we are encountering the four-month sleep regression. And it is exhausting. Um, I remember going through all of these with my first daughter. I remember the Wonder Weeks app, and I still use that, you know, with Sailor. And I still am like following all the same things that I did before, Um, you know, researching and going through and looking at all these sleep accounts on Instagram, trying to figure it all out. So I was like, I've been through this before. Why can I, why am I like struggling so hard with this and figuring out what's going on? Well, As your kid, if you guys are brand new to this, and maybe some of you already know this, I'm not going to take too much time on this, but once your baby hits four months old, they start going into the same sleep cycles that we do as adults. So the problem is, is that when they hit the next part of their sleep cycle, um, they don't know how to put themselves back to sleep where we as adults or, you know, older kids have figured it out. We say, okay, like I'm going to, I'm out of the REM sleep. So now I'm going to slowly adjust into this next cycle. Well, babies don't know how to do that. So once that happens at four months, our babies are constantly waking up. Well, I am right now, I am can be completely transparent with you. I have not slept in like 10 days. I'm talking like averaging maybe four or five hours a night. It's slowly getting better from when I'm talking to you right now, but the past week has been the complete definition of hell. 
I am somebody who is very flexible with sleep, especially in their first year because it's a baby, right? My daughter, if she needs me, I'm going to be there for her. And I know that that first year can just be rough. I've never been the type of person to compare myself to another mom who has a child that sleeps through the night because I have been blessed with two children who just don't do that. <laughs> um, even I was going, my, my oldest going on three years old, she still wakes up in the middle of the night sometimes crying and she'll sit there and cry for like an hour and a half, you know, and I just don't have really good sleepers. And I'm not even going to say that about Sailor yet because she's still a baby. But like I said, that first year, I'm really flexible. And when moms come to me, they're like, oh, yeah, my baby's sleeping seven to seven. I'm just like, good for you. But like, that's not how my life works. And I'm also not the type of person that's going to sleep train a four month old. Like I just that's just not that's my personal preference. Like you can agree or disagree with me. Um, am I out there looking for solutions? Absolutely. I have, um, you know, I stock taking care of babies account. That is not a plug. That's just who I, I trust with sleep. I stock her account and I am, you know, trying to learn all of these different things. I've, I've been doing every single thing that these, these sleep consultants are telling me to do. Um, as far as, you know, trying to figure out the wake windows and how to navigate naps and where what the room temperature should be and what type of swaddle she should be in because Sailor has not been in a swaddle since she's been two months old because she doesn't like her arms pinned down. So I have her in the zippity zip. So we've been doing all kinds of different things. Um, but yes, essentially at the end of the day, I'm just, it's been really rough. Um, this past week, for instance, has just been nuts because um, I thought that, okay, well I was reading, of course, again, doing my research. I need to just, I just have to like sidebar, like just trust yourself, mama. Because at the same time, like I'm over here thinking, I don't think she's ready to go to her room yet. I kept saying that, but I kept getting DMS from people and like, bless all of you guys. I, I know you're just trying to help, but I was getting DMS from people. I was talking to sleep consultants and everybody's like, well, she's probably just ready to go to her own room. And in my gut feeling, I'm like, she's not ready to go to her own room. Like she was still waking up once a night. I'm breastfeeding. So it's just been easier to have her in the bassinet next to me. And I just said, you know what? Maybe since she's waking up now again, every two hours and she's staying awake, you know, it's not like she's just eating and going back to sleep maybe I should put her in her own room. So last week, um, my husband and I did all the things. We set up the nighttime routine. We got started and she had no, she has no issues napping in her room, but we put her down for her to go to sleep. Well, she went down perfectly fine. And I'm like, this is great. Oh my gosh. I went in, I did the dream feed. I put her back down and then that's when hell began, right? Because she woke up two hours after that two hours after that. And I'm talking screaming, wailing and Sutton shares a wall with her. You guys, she was so loud and I was running in there trying to get her out of there. She woke up Sutton and Sutton was crying for two straight hours. So not only did I have my infant who I fed and was falling back to sleep now in the bassinet of my room, I now have my other one awake and crying because she's like, what the hell just woke me up, right? And so this was like a cycle for like two or three nights. And I just said, screw it. This kid is not sleeping in her room. <laughs> I was like, there's not a shot in hell. So we only went like two or three tries with her sleeping in her room all night because I was like, I can't afford to have my toddler wake up right now. You know, I can't afford to lose even more sleep on top of what I'm already losing. Plus, I don't want my toddler's sleep to be messed up because she needs her rest. So yeah, it's been rough. And 
It did not really get so much better, I would say, in our room. I mean, she was still waking up two hours. I would say as I record this, last night is the longest stretch we've had in like two weeks, which was like a four and a half, five hour stretch. But goodness gracious, my friends, it has been rough. So anyway, that is the backstory. That is the life update. We are, and when I say, I don't know why I keep saying we, because it's like, love my husband to death, but you know, he's sleeping. Um, I... (laughs) I'm so tired. Um, I have gone through a lot and it's been, it's been a lot. So I had to, and and these life updates are meant to take these first seven to 10 minutes to sit down and, and share with you what I'm going through. But then I want to take the remainder of this time to tell you how I'm handling it and adjustments that I made. Because I really think that a lot of times women believe that these really hard times is like, okay, well, I'm just in a hard time. I'm just in a survival season. And if you follow me on Instagram, if you are a part of my Fight Back Motherhood courses or a part of my community, I do have some information in, in my show notes if you're interested in that. I think a lot of women just get comfortable in that survival stage. And when I say comfortable, I'm not saying like, oh, they, they enjoy it, right? That they enjoy being in that survival stage. I think that they just think it's so normal to stay in survival And they're like, well, this is just a phase. It's going to pass. It's going to pass. And here's my reality, guys, or here's my truth about that. It will pass. You know, with my first daughter, I'm three years in and I'm by no means an expert, but I do know that those really hard stages that I'm going through right now, I've been through before. I've went through all of these things. I've walked this before and I do know that it comes to an end. But another thing that I know is that another part of heart is going to start, if not immediately, <laughs> or but very soon afterward. So what I mean by that is I think that we need to really learn from what we're going through and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves in that season um, while we are essentially waiting for that next season of heart to begin too. Because at the end of the day, she got a five, I'm, I shouldn't have even recorded this because I know for a fact that I'm going to knock on wood right now and say all these things to you guys and then tonight's going to probably be hell. That's just the way it goes. You never talk about it. That's the golden rule. However, I think that just, I think it's really important for you to understand that you need to take care of yourself again during that hard and then get ready for what's to come. So what am I doing right now? What have I been doing? Well, number one, you guys know if you've been following my podcast for a while, if you follow me on Instagram, I am all about my morning routine. I believe in getting up before the kids. I believe in taking that time for myself so that way I can be the best mom, I can be the best wife, I can be the best Kelsey, right? But at this stage in my life, I can't do that. Um, with her waking up every two hours, I need to prioritize my sleep. So that's the first thing that I did is I sat down and I said, okay, I need to really figure out my priorities. I need to say, and right now my number one priority in this season is sleeping. And so if you if if you're not getting adequate sleep at night, my 100% recommendation is to make sure that you're trying to figure it out how to do it outside of nights. <laughs> and so for me, that looks like napping when the girls go down for a nap. It's very, very rare. And here's the thing, that is so limited for me because it's super rare that they go down at the same time right now. Sailor's nap schedule is not yet consistent. It's getting there, but it's not consistent. Um, Sutton is one to about 2.30. So I may have a 30 minute gap. So maybe I don't even go to sleep, but it is important for me to kind of just chill and rest. I need to take that time in this crazy season where I am extremely exhausted to make sure that I am at least sitting there and kind of letting my brain just relax. I'm not filling up my plate with, okay, I need, I have 45 minutes to go do the dishes or 45 minutes to go slam out some work. 
it's really tempting for me as a type A person with a very red personality to go out and achieve, 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 achieve. Um, but I have to slow myself down because I am not resting. My body is tired. It's going to affect every single part of my performance. And I need to make sure that I'm prioritizing that rest. So that means again, filling up any type of little gap that I can get with rest. Another thing that I'm doing right now is making sure that I am, I, when I'm not getting up early. So again, I told you that that morning routine that I normally do. Well, that usually happens in the afternoon. It might happen at night because at right now at this time, I need the extra sleep. So what I found is that during this period and these hurt with sailor waking up every two hours, I needed to make sure that, okay, when she goes back down, I'm going to sleep too. So she was waking up roughly around like four and trying to stay awake. So it would take me roughly about an hour to get her back down. If she went back down at five, I was going to sleep with her until seven instead of getting up. Normally, if she was sleeping all night and waking up at five and then going back down, then I would get up, but she's not doing that. She's she's waking up every couple hours, which means I'm up every couple hours, which means I'm exhausted. So I do take that extra time. And then also I make sure that I go to sleep early. You know, I'm not going to sit up and wait and, and watch Netflix in this season of my life because I need to go to bed. Like I need that rest. So I do want to make sure that's very important to you guys is that you have to kind of readjust those priorities. That's what I'm doing is, is just readjusting my priorities right now. And the number one thing that's the most important to me in this season is, okay, if you can't get rest at night, if you're averaging four to five hours of sleep at night, like let's not brag about it. <laughs> let's not glorify it. Let's not use that as a talking topic with our friends. Like, oh, how much hours did you sleep last night? Well, I got four. That means I'm, I'm, I definitely got worse than you. You know, comparing our hearts. I, I, we need to just say, okay, you know what? Last night sucked. I got five hours of sleep. Maybe I'm really tired. So I am going to prioritize my rest in other ways today. Another thing that I really make sure that I'm doing in this really hard season is making sure that I'm eating really, really clean. I'm using, I'm eating energy producing foods. I actually did a podcast on this a few weeks ago. If you missed it, um, called five ways to increase energy when you're postpartum. And I talk about five different things that you need to prioritize that's going to be natural energy increasers in your life. And a lot of times, like especially on those nights, and you'll see reels on Instagram and you'll see all these things of women just basically chugging coffee or energy drinks and all these different things to like get through their day. When the truth is, is that if you would just drink more mineral water, you could produce more energy, right? If you would eat more vegetables and focus on the different types of foods that are going to produce natural energy, then you're going to see a spike in that. So I make sure now more than ever, when I'm not sleeping, when I'm not getting the adequate rest that I need, my number one priority is making sure that I am eating foods that are going to naturally give me more energy. So I really, really focus onto that. And then I obviously need to go back to the water side of things. We think, I actually read this article, which was really interesting to me, just on how coffee dehydrates you, water actually provides you more energy. So we need to kind of stay away from extra caffeine in this time. Like, yes, it's tempting. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, of course I drink caffeine. Oh my gosh, I'm not a crazy person. But I try to limit my caffeine and I try to drink more water because I need, again, more energy. And you can grab some Himalayan sea salt, sprinkle it into your water, uh, take a probiotic in the mornings, like do all these things. And it's really going to be a lot more effective than just downing an entire pot of coffee. 
And then last but not least that I, what I really focus on in these really hard seasons is my mental health. You guys, I am somebody who has suffered from, not suffered, I currently am facing, you know, postpartum anxiety. I've dealt with postpartum depression before, especially with my first. So it's, it's nice, like I said, it's nice in this case and scenario, you know, having my second daughter knowing, like, I've been through this before, right? Like I know that. So it's really easy for me to know what's coming. And I know that a lack of sleep, and you can do any sort of Googling, you can do any sort of research, and you will see that a lack of sleep plays a massive toll on your emotional well-being, on your mental health. My friends, take care of your brain. There's absolutely nothing more exhausting and more just defeating, right? When you are the sole person that's responsible for feeding the baby all night long and you're up every couple hours and maybe your spouse is sleeping soundly next to you and you literally just want to scream on top of your lungs and as the day goes on you see that you have this endless task of responsibilities like cleaning the house and working and you know doing all the other things that you have to do it can become a lot really fast and again if you just do a quick google search you will see the effects a lack of sleep will have on your mental well-being you need to take care of yourself. So make sure, like one thing that I love to do is I journal every single morning. I spend time, if you're faith-based, I spend time in the Bible. I make sure that my head is straight, that I'm focusing with God. I'm spending my time with God and I'm getting his answers. You know, I'm journaling it all out, writing out how I'm feeling, how I'm doing things. One book I really love is Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel. If you have not read that book, you're faith-based. 100% recommend it. It is such a great way of just recentering your brain. Um, I loved that book. I listened to it on Audible as well as reading it. It's just, it's a great book. So a lot of books that are going to help you with your mental well-being will be really helpful. Podcasts, there's tons of different things. And then obviously another thing that I did, and it depends on where the weather, how the weather is, where you are, but vitamin D, get outside, see sunshine. There is nothing that gets me down even more. Can you imagine? Just think about this. You don't sleep all night. You wake up, and I'm actually going to say this right now because it's raining outside and I'm looking out my window. You didn't sleep all night. You look outside, and it is so rainy and gross. How is that going to help your mental well-being? You're going to continue to be tired. You're going to continue to feel stressed. You're going to continue to be exhausted. So you need to make sure that you're getting on those days that are nice and sunny. You're spending time outside. You're fueling your body with those right foods. You are just soaking it all in and doing more things that make you happy, okay? So anything that you can do to get you through this hard season, do it. Anything that's going to boost your mood, any way you can get more rest into your life. Ask for a lot of help. That's a whole other topic on itself, and I could probably do an entire podcast on asking for help because I was so bad at it. But my mother-in-law has been such a saving grace to me in this season because, guys, like, I'm not sleeping. And I've been asking her, hey, can you come sit with the kids so I can get things done? Like, asking for help has been huge for me, too. So that is my life update. I am currently not sleeping. I am exhausted. I actually had to stop recording this podcast right in the middle of it. And I'm actually sitting here with my infant on my lap because she cut her nap short. It was only 40 minutes. Um, so that is life right now, right? Like that is how it is. And I'm just waiting for a sudden outburst from her, but I was like, I'm finishing this. But yeah, hopefully this is helpful if any of you are in the season that I'm in, or maybe this is just helpful because you're going through your own little stage of hard. Remember, we don't compare hards as moms because at the end of the day, motherhood is hard in general, right? So sit here, whatever hard you are in right now, 
Make sure you're taking care of yourself through it, okay? Thanks for tuning in today to the Fight Back Motherhood podcast. If you are interested in anything that I have going on, including my Fight Back Motherhood community full of other mamas who are in the trenches with you, make sure you check out the links in the show notes. Make sure you check out the course that I have going on or anything else that you might feel like you might be interested in. And if not, if you're just hanging out here, thank you. Thank you for supporting my dream. Thank you for supporting my podcast. Make sure you share, rate, review so that way I can reach as many mamas as possible. Have an absolutely incredible week and we will see you next Tuesday.